0: Hello and welcome! I could take it or leave it at this point. Wow,
1: Artemis! You're really starting to come around. That's not what I said. Well, that's what I heard! I'm Bartleby Nehigh, and we're the Kinetic Paranormal Society. A pair of socks in a magic wardrobe, traveling through time and
0: space, investigating the supernatural. Perfect, Artemis.
1: You're doing great! I could do without the patronizing. You're listening! To Metacosmos. And no one is patronizing you, Artemis. Not at all. Because this is not patronizing. This is amazing. And strap yourself in, Artemis, because are you ready for the next chapter in our adventure? Are we doing another episode on art history? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Because maybe we are. Because today, you are going on a podcasting journey, Artemis. I don't like the sound of this. Yeah, a podcasting journey, and I am going to be your DM. Direct message? No, dungeon master, or game master, I don't know. Is dungeon master, like, only for D&D? This is just, like, this isn't a D&D brand roleplay. We're just doing a little roleplay, and you are going to be exploring this dungeon of the imagination.
0: So you're admitting it, this podcast is torture doing it in a dungeon.
1: Um, yeah. So we're gonna have a whole imaginary game where you, Artemis, are gonna explore the world around you in your imagination, and I'm gonna lead you as the dungeon master. And you're gonna have to do some like oh, here for take this dice. Twenty-sided dice. Roll it, roll it, see what you get. We're gonna do a skill check. I got a twelve. That's not bad. Not too bad. Sure. Okay. We're going to say that because you rolled a 12, so just picture this with me, Artemis. You're looking at four doors. They are just illuminated enough through the torchlights from your roll of 12 that you can make out a sign above each door. And behind each door is a sequel to last week's episode. It could go in four directions from here. We did. Two episodes on art history, but where will it go next, Artemis? I don't know, Bartleby. Where will it go next? This is a choose-your-own-adventure episode, Artemis. You're going to decide. Here, here. Just read the signs above the doors. It's all happening in our imaginations. You have to read them to me. Okay,
0: I'm your eyes. You're going to read them yourself through me describing them. Oh, please. Can we not do this? Is this all some sort of game to you? Is that what this is? No, not at all. It's a game for you. It's work for me. So,
1: don't you want to read the signs above the doors? Fine. I read the signs above the doors. You can't read all four door signs at the same time, Artemis. Come on, play realistically. We're really doing this. Yeah, we're really doing this.
0: Fine. What does the sign above the first door say? It says, more art history. Ooh, more art history then.
1: Well, that's what I was ready for, so let's do that one. No, no, you have to wait until you've looked at all of the other three doors and read the signs above them. Maybe you want to choose
0: those doors. Fine, fine. What does the sign above the second door say? Oh, it says science fiction. Ooh, there's a
1: science fiction option for a sequel to last week's episode. Yeah, yeah, I've got a whole adventure of science fiction plan behind that door for you, where we examine science fiction aspects through the lens of what we've covered so far. Oh, I want to pick this door. Slow down, you've got two more doors. Fine, fine.
0: Let's just get this done with, Uh, what does the third door say above it? Propaganda. Ooh, really? So a little more of that direction from the last episode. Maybe I want to take that one. There were lots of ideas we didn't quite explore. I picked this third door. There's a fourth door, come on, fourth door. Just read the sign above the fourth door. Fine, fine, fine. Fourth door. What does it say? Economics. Oh. Economics? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I want that door. We haven't done an economics episode in too long.
1: Oh, right. That's the spirit, Artemis. Let's do door number four. Economics. Or as I like to call it, open the trickle-down floodgate. Why do you call it that? Let's not talk about that. So, welcome to door number four. You walk through the door, and we're going to need to do another skill check. Here, take the dice. What are we rolling a skill check for? I'll tell you after you roll it. Really?
0: Just roll the dice.
1: Fine. Seven. Oh, that's really unfortunate. Why? Well, I'll explain later. Just keep going. Here we go. What do you mean, keep going? I open the door, are you gonna
0: walk through it? Fine, I walk through the door. Bartleby, are we gonna keep doing it like this? It's a choose
1: your own adventure, Artemis. And you must choose to cross that threshold because that's how you grant permission to the adventure to change you on the inside. It's really important to have consent when you're doing like energy work. That's what we're doing, you call this energy work. We're healing the injuries of not just you and me, but everybody listening. Come on, just let's go. I think you made the right choice to walk through the door. Let's go. Okay, so you walk through the door and you are in a chamber of dualist perspectives. What does that mean? Well, you know, like, like, you know, there's like a corridor. We'll call it a middle path. And on either side of the middle path, there are dualist perspectives. Okay, then. And if you walk down the the middle path, you'll notice that the two of the doors opposing each other, one of them says socialist realism, and the other one says abstract expressionism.
0: Wait, does this mean we can now take a diversion in this choose-your-own-adventure back into the art history
1: journey? Not really, not really. I just wanted to show you that these two doors were opposing each other in this corridor, because. You see how they're right across from each other? This is some dualist perspectives. And so when the CIA were like, hey, what are some ways that we could stop communism? They were like, let's look at their artwork and figure out what the dualist perspective of that artwork would be. And we're going to use that. And in the case of what happened in the Cold War, they found abstract expressionism was the door that was opposite to socialist realism. And so they exploited that. And though, they kind of walked a middle path themselves where they were doing some stuff of making their own kitsch propaganda while simultaneously funding abstract expressionism. So making that propaganda. But in other ways, I don't know if it was the CIA directly, but there were other people trying to fight communism and they were using this idea of dualist perspectives. So here, we're going to walk further down the imaginary middle path And we're going to go down that middle path, and here's two more doors. Imagine you've come to two more doors, Artemis. Oh, right. What do these two doors say? Okay, one of them says, raising up the
0: working class. Oh, yes, that would be the objectives of Marx and why he set forth to have communism, though it was never quite executed as he intended.
1: No, no, it wasn't. But look here, look at the other side of the door. I would love to. Can you describe it to me? I'd love to. So the other door across from it says, raise up the wealth-holding class. These are the opposites of each other? Well, of course. You could help the people who are working in the working class, or you could raise up the people who are just already raised up, and you could just raise them up further and make a greater divide in the classes. Oh, dear. This is what you meant by trickle-down, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So you see, it was the 1980s and things were going so well with the use of FOMO to fight communism that the propagandists and the, the power brokers in the West and in the United States, they were like, OK, guys, we're going to have to figure out a new way to fight communism. And since dualist perspectives work so well, what is the opposite of raising up the working class? Raising up the oligarchy, yes, yes. Raising up the wealth-holding class and making a greater divide in the wealth in general, and so that's how we get to trickle-down economics. Do you want to tell the audience about trickle-down economics? All uh, oh right. Well, in the 1980s, it was theorized
0: by mostly very wealthy people that the best way to help the economy was to cut the taxes away from the rich. Let the rich just spend money since they don't have to pay taxes. And the working class would have so much money being spent by the rich that they would have plenty of money themselves. And then instead of having social service programs to help the poor and act as a safety net. Instead, the money that was being spent by the rich would support the poor classes and everyone would have money as long as we let the rich people have more money. Yeah, and what actually happened? Well, it's been about 40 years of this and the rich have become absurdly more rich and there is a greater divide in the classes than ever because it turns out That the wealth class is rich partially because
1: they don't spend much money. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, itemists. But you know what? I figured out how to fix trickle-down economics. Oh, really? Yeah, I found the valve on the faucet that opens up and lets the water through so it stops trickling. We can really do this. This is not a bad idea. I somehow suspect this is a horrible idea. Here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make it so that the really, really rich people only get the great tax breaks and all of the fun privileges they want money-wise when they spend more money on art.
0: Wait a minute. Is this similar to the idea that you were talking about last time where they just said have the rich oligarchs
1: of Russia be buying artwork? No, it's not that because it's the rich oligarchs everywhere should be buying more Artwork as much artwork as they can possibly buy and really expensive artwork They should be investing in expensive artwork, but but from as many artists as possible Don't just like go to a few artists You need to go to lots and lots of artists and spread out the money because you know why Artemis? No, I don't know why because one thing that artists are really good at is spending money like It's crazy how good they are at spending money. They can't keep money on them. They're too busy spending it on their next art or learning something or just throwing a party, like especially for rock stars, and they're just like spending tons of money. And if you want to stimulate an economy and get the money that you were giving the tax breaks to to the rich back to the people, you can't leave that money in the hands of the rich. You got to get that money And you've got to, like, put it into the hands of the artists. It's really simple. And then the artists, they they won't be able to hold on to the money. They'll be giving tips to all of the people
0: in service jobs. I don't know if tipping economies are actually a good thing, Bartaby. I think they sustain class privilege. Oh, that sounds like a potential episode topic, Artemis. I like it. That's not what I said.
1: Anyways, so getting back to my point. The point is that if you give money to, like, artists, you could stimulate an economy. And that's all they had to do when they had their trickle-down economics. They should have been having flood the entire economy through giving money to artists. And that is the adventure of Open the Trickle-Down Floodgate.
0: Wait, that was the entire adventure you planned for this? I barely had any part in it. All I did was
1: explain trickle-down economics. Well, I'm sorry to say you rolled a seven, so, uh, you got what you got. That's pretty much how it works around here. Anyways, we continue down the middle path, and as we get down to the end of the middle path corridor, full of dualistic perspectives and doors, there is yet another door, Artemis. Uh Uh-huh. What do you want to do? Um, I guess I go through it. Very good choice. You go through the door. And what? What is this? Wow. You just walked back out of the economics door again. You're back in the dungeon of doors with the torches that are only lit at a 12 of brightness. Oh. So now we pick one of the other three doors? No, Artemis. Because you see, when you play D&D, you're supposed to, like, Look around the room, especially when you re-enter a room. You want to, like, observe if there's been any changes. Okay, fine. Has there been any changes? I observe around the room. Yes, there's been a big change. In the middle of the room, there is now a table, and on the table sits a crystal ball, and the crystal ball is blinking. Um, I look into the crystal ball? You look into the crystal ball. And there's a message from the High Inquisitor. It's time for the High Inquisitor Asks. High Inquisitor. Ah,
0: there it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In,
1: you're really high up yeah. in the clouds. Yeah, yeah. With some deep thoughts. Yeah, I'm looking all The High me. Inquisitor.
0: I have been wondering what it would be like to perceive. <laughs> That's one thing I've been thinking about lately. I kind of go in a different direction.
1: Does this mean all I do is just read you a question? Well. We haven't decided who's going to read the question for this installment, but let me just glance over it. Uh, oh, ooh. You know what? I think that, Artemis, since this is your choose-your-own-adventure, I'll read the question. Do you want to play questions?
0: Yeah, I have a lot of questions.
1: Ah, What? Why? Why not? What for? First, we need to make sure that they
0: understand what a question is. Is there anyone else? What is the time? What does it all add up to? Oh, how would I know? What do you ask? Are you serious?
1: For that matter. Do you have any questions? Here's the question. What is space? Okay, here we go. The High Inquisitor asks, given the wide gulf between different human cosmologies and difficulties in communication between people who ascribed to those different cosmologies, do you think that if there were aliens present on Earth, do you think that We would be able to communicate at all, and well, hi, Inquisitor. I'll let you know something. Yes, yes. The aliens or interdimensional beings, whichever you prefer, they are trying to communicate. And I don't want to spoil too much because we've been attending the 2024 Kinetic Paranormal Society Alien Expo in little interspitten bits. Like here and there? I thought I gotta answer the question. Oh. Well, yeah, you still do, but well, hold on. Uh so anyways, yeah, we've been going to this convention and there's gonna be a series of episodes on Metacosmos, all centered around the twenty twenty four Kinetic Paranormal Society Alien Expo. It's gonna be amazing. And they haven't come out yet, and this question is gonna be answered. In that
0: episode. Could I just maybe work on fielding the question a little bit myself?
1: But we've got a whole episode coming from the expo. Artemis, we don't want to spoil those episodes. Yes, I'm wondering where are those episodes, Bartleby?
0: Why aren't they out yet? They were the ones that were on the calendar for the last three weeks.
1: Okay, like I I told you, we were working off the secret calendar, and the secret calendar branches off into the Choose Your Own Adventure episodes. So we're now going down that vein. We'll get it back around to the 2024 Kinetic Paranormal Society Alien Expo. We're going to get there. But in the meantime, we're on this adventure, and we'll get back to the regular calendar in whatever time zone that makes sense for the people who are listening this in, and that's fine. And I don't want to spoil the question, so don't use anything we talked about at the expo. Okay, fine. I can
0: say this. That everybody in the entirety of the world, though we have different cosmologies, everything that we've talked about in the arts, they bridge some of the gap. There is a larger dialectic still happening in the arts amongst humanity, and that dialectic is very similar to the dialectic that humans are currently having with the interdimensional beings, or aliens, as you phrased it.
1: Artemis. Perfect. Exactly that. That's what it is. There you go, High Inquisitor. Boom. Man, that was a sweet answer. So, yeah, I think we did it, Artemis. We've made it through yet another chapter of the choose-your-own-adventure game that is Metacosmos. Where will you go next, Artemis? Through which of these passages will you explore and discover Things about yourself and the world. I don't think I got any of that through that corridor. Of course you did. Like, We went down the corridor and we discovered that the opposite of raising up the working class is dividing the wealth and making a bigger gap between the rich and the poor. And we learned that we could prevent that and walk a middle path by funding the artists.
0: Honestly, this is exactly what you were promoting in the last episode. It really is. Yeah, except for it's not just within the Soviet Union. Soon we're going to roll out the art books. How are we
1: going to do this? We're just a pair of socks. Oh, we're so much more than that, Artemis. We are potentially the most popular podcast in the world. No, wait. In the universe. No, we are not. Of course we are, because we have the most beautiful audience of extremely intelligent people who have an incredible sense of humor and are not embarrassed in any way to tell people that they love Metacosmos and that their life is maybe more awesome, if anything, from listening. And that perhaps all of humanity could really go for a journey down that corridor of the middle path if they just were to tune in to a pair of socks who stand on either side of that corridor like dualistic perspectives.
0: Is that what we are? Was there a pair of doors there in that corridor that had your name and
1: my name on them? I didn't notice. Anyways, yeah, thank you for listening. You guys are the best. And I'm Bartleby nihai and I'm here with my brother Artemis. And apparently I have no choice. And you guys should, you know, keep telling people about us. Rate and review the show. Like, please do. But if you get on that, you are a rock star and you're a triple rock star with a little bit of funding if you happen to go to Patreon.com slash Bluefoot and become a patron of Isaac Bluefoot, our producer who produces this podcast and makes our website, KineticParanormalSociety.com and he also makes his own podcast called Superman Son of L: the unauthorized biography of Clark Kent. And it's super wholesome. And I don't know how to tell you guys that you have to listen to it.
0: I know how to tell them. It's really touching and also very thoughtful. It's one of the few things that I can back and support through this production Corey, I certainly can't support this. And perhaps you can start spending the time you spend listening to MetaCosmos instead listening to that
1: show. You can do both. Anyways, additional support from Metacosmos comes from Humboldt Hot Air. At HumboldtHotAir.org, you can listen to great stuff, music, and the voices of Humboldt. So, do that, because it's rad. And you guys are awesome, and I really appreciate you. Bye-bye. I love you. So, you're telling
0: me that at least I can rely on finding those three doors waiting for me next week and for a change I might know what to expect on MetaCosmos.
1: Who's to say what's going to happen Artemis when we use the power of imagination?